In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The parable of the unjust steward of today's Mass is a lesser-known parable. The theme of the steward and his master is certainly familiar to us, but not the conclusion, and is often used in the theme of the steward and his master by Christ in his teaching. We are told a few lines earlier in Luke's Gospel exactly who our Lord is addressing. It says, The publicans and sinners were drawing near to him to listen to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So there is ordinary people present, and most probably the disciples as well. There are also the Pharisees and scribes. Certain themes are clear straight away with this parable. The rich man, you can say, is God. The steward of the rich man represents those who work for God. A steward of a Lord is not the same as a servant. He works for his master in, in important tasks and represents him even participating in the very power and authority of his master. To the ears of the Pharisees, they knew immediately that this parable was aimed at them. Our Lord often called them out with similar parables for their lack of true holiness and their lack of charity. It's sometimes difficult to remember that Christ had a special love for the Pharisees and the scribes. Being God, he knew their dignity as guardians of the law and of mediators, as, as mediators between heaven and earth. Christ told the people concerning the Pharisees, All things therefore whatsoever they shall say to you, observe and do, but according to their words do ye not. For they say and do not. So there were good Pharisees and scribes as well as bad ones. They were chosen to be closer to God and to love God more than the rest. And this is why they were reprimanded more often and more severely by our Lord for their failures. The par this parable shows us the steward wasting his master's riches that were entrusted to him while he was away. The steward acts with the authority of the master. No authority actually comes from the steward himself. Without his master, he is of no use and has no power. And he realizes this too. When he was cast out, he admits he can't dig to make a living or even pay, showing that his big business deals or successful works were actually all caused by his master's authority. We can draw a comparison in our own lives. In the same way, good things that we have, the riches and graces we have received, are not actually ours. And our Lord repeated this to his listeners during his earthly ministry. Without me, you can do nothing. Or the well-known line from St. Paul to the Corinthians, What have you that you have not received? And if you have received, why do you glorify yourself? The first words of this Mass today reflect on this truth. The introit saying, We have received thy mercy, O God, in the midst of thy temple. And again, St. Paul reminds us in the Epistle, We are debtors. But the more interesting turn in this tale is what happens when the unjust steward is cast out and starts striking off his master's debts. The Gospel reads, And the master commended the unjust steward for his actions. How can the steward be commended? 
who has been so reckless with his master's authority and his finances. The Gospel doesn't even say that he paid off the debt himself to replace that which he had written off. So is he not adding even more insult to injury? But we read just after this that he was commended in that he had acted prudently. So he wasn't commended for being deceitful and probably causing more financial damage to his master and hurting his reputation, but for his shrewdness in dealing with the world and the people of the world when he was stuck in his dilemma. The commentary of St. Jerome in this particular passage can help us understand. He says, The master, although himself defrauded by it, could not but praise the shrewdness of his dishonest servant, because he had cheated him with profit to himself. St. Jerome goes on to say that how much more will our master, the Christ, who is above any defrauding by us, and, and is himself the great forgiver, how much will he praise us if we win a blessing from him by dealing indulgently with those who are to believe in him? So even an unjust steward is commended for his cunning in the world. We can be sure that a just steward of God will be praised by an eminently higher degree for his prudence. So being cunning and prudent in this world is thus commendable. Our Lord told his disciples to be wise as serpents and simple as doves in their dealings with the world. Christ even prayed in this manner to the Heavenly Father on the night of his betrayal. Father, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou shalt keep them from evil. As Catholics, we must remember that our religion is not completely spiritual and incorporeal, but incarnate. In fact, this is the basis of our religion, that God sent his Son as a created human being. He sent him into the world to save mankind, to become a man. The Divine Master told his disciples, and he tells us, to be in the world and not of the world. So this is a fact of life that the world must be engaged with according to our state of life. But the problems arise from the bad use of the things of this world when man forgets the natural law and the divine law. With this parable, Christ addresses the crowd of people, the publicans and the sinners, with greater emphasis towards the Pharisees. But today it is us who are the stewards. As Catholics, we are truly stewards of God, each by different degrees and vocations. From God's point of view, the Catholic has a very high dignity, whereas in the world's point of view, as we know, this is not the case. The Jews in the Old Testament had this dignity. They were the stewards, they were the chosen people. But as the unjust steward lost their dignity, they lost their dignity, and it was given to others. It is the church who is now the new Israel, the new chosen people, and thus the stewards. This dignity is shown today in today's epistle of St. Paul to the Romans. He talks of this transformation from the spirit of servitude, which is the Old Testament, to the spirit of adoption as children of God that we have now. 
and it is because of this the members of the Catholic Church are truly stewards. So the steward must remember this dignity and be prudent and wise in the world. Let us be just stewards of God, not being afraid of the world, but even using it to our advantage. While we may be depressed in this miserable world, spending our hours alone and imagining the worst, then let us have recourse to friends and relatives, to the priests, to share our suffering and to pray with us. Do we have problems with addiction or impurity? Then let us go outside and use God's good countryside and fields and admire their beauty. Or do we worry about the infidelity of our generation? Then let us be wise in our dealing with the impiety of this world by our good example and learning. And then by the grace of God, we will be commended for being just stewards and be received one day into the everlasting home. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.